Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim In the name of Allah most gracious most merciful Awareness through Mosque Tour ATMT Presentation 2 by Sayyid R Ali 19 April 2012 Paradigm shift orientation for the right mindset an important requirement before reaching out non-muslims paradigm shift is a change in the mindset basic assumptions main areas of attention clarifications on da'wah to non-muslims realizing who are non-muslims and some clarifications on our relationship with non-Muslims presenting Islam beyond five pillars some misunderstood notions Muslims generally have remember da'wah to non-Muslims not the same as da'wah to Muslims though the da'wah principles remain the same their mindset is different they have different religious concepts, views, and understanding. Hence, they need a different strategy, approach, and treatment. Remember, da'wah doesn't mean to convert someone to Islam, although the efforts may ultimately result in conversion. إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ Verily you guide not whom you like, but Allah guides whom He wills, and He knows best those who are guided. Chapter 28, verse 56. We have not sent you as a guard over them. Your duty is but to convey the message. Chapter 42, verse 48. وَقُلِ الْحَقُّ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ فَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيُؤْمِنْ وَمَنْ شَاءَ فَلْيَكْفُرْ Say, now the truth has come to you from your Lord. Let those who wish to believe in it, do so. And let those who wish to reject it, do so. Chapter 18, verse 29. Convey versus convert. Conveying an activity Conveying, not imposing. Da'wah activity, this leads to result, either rejection or acceptance, which uh, of course lead to conversion. Our wish, desire rather than da'wah activity. Conversion is our wish or desire rather than da'wah activity. Remember, da'wah doesn't mean lecturing or debating. Although da'wah involves verbal, linguistic ways of communication or lingual ways of communication. Lecturing is basically unloading information. There are many other ways of conducting da'wah. There could be strategies, short-term and long-term. We can say that any activity or effort that helps in leading a person to the path of Allah can be considered as a da'wah activity.
again, we can say that any activity or effort that helps in leading a person to the path of Allah can be considered as a da'wah activity. Of the various possible ways available, one can choose any according to one's capacity, talent, and competency. Examples. Remember, da'wah work doesn't demand you to be a alim. Although the more you have knowledge, the more uh, to your advantage. Alim, storehouse of information, specializes in certain fields of knowledge. Da'i, like a salesperson. Note, the above comparison is to highlight the point that a da'i need not wait until he becomes an alim or an alim in order to get involved in da'wah work. Don't underestimate your abilities and talents. A little good is better than doing nothing. It is not so difficult a task in the sense that it simply needs a little courage and initiative. You will have every chance to develop yourself. Let it be a gradual and step-by-step -step process. A journey of 1,000 miles starts with the first step. Don't sit back, leaving the task to alims alone. Come forward with a trust in Allah. It is not proper to say, take care of Muslims first before dealing with non-Muslims. It is not proper to say, take care of Muslims first before dealing with non-Muslims. Both can go concurrently. There is no clash. Many organizations already working among Muslims. How about for non-Muslims? Communicating with the people of other faiths is a need of the time. Understanding non-Muslims. Who are non-Muslims? Why are they non-Muslims? How should we treat non-Muslims? Who are non-Muslims? You have Muslims, non-Muslims, identified in two different camps, distancing and each other. Kuffar. عليهم لعنة الله والملائكة والناس أجمعين upon them is Allah's curse and the curse of angels and of all humankind watch out but what does the Quran actually say إن الذين كفروا وماتوا وهم كفار أولئك عليهم لعنة الله والملائكة والناس أجمعين chapter 2 verse 161 those who reject faith and die rejecting on them is Allah's curse and the curse of angels and of all humankind. Chapter 47, verse 34. Those who reject faith and hinder others from the path of Allah, then die rejecting. Allah will not forgive them. Chapter 
مِلْءُ الْأَرْضِ ذَهَبًا وَلَوْ افْتَدَى بِهِ أُولَئِكَ لَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ وَمَا لَهُمْ مِنْ نَاصِرِينَ Chapter 3 verse 91 As to those who reject faith and die rejecting never would it be accepted from any such as much gold as the earth contains though they should offer it for ransom for such is in store a penalty grievous and they will find no helpers وليست التوبة للذين يعملون السيئات حتى إذا حضر أحدهم الموت قال قال إني تبت الآن ولا الذين يموتون وهم كفار أولئك اعتدنا لهم عذابا أليما chapter 4:18 of no effect is the repentance of those who continue to do evil until death faces one of them and he says Now have I repented indeed, nor of those who die rejecting faith. For them have we prepared a punishment most grievous. Kafara, meaning to cover or to conceal, KFR. Term, denial, rejection of faith. Term, denial, rejection of faith, disbelief. an antonym for Iman. Ungratefulness, opposite of shukr. Kafir, one who covers up or hides realities. Disbelieves in Allah, rejects or denies the truth. A kafir, a disbeliever. A kafir also implies one who is ungrateful, one who refuses to acknowledge the favors of Allah, the creator and sustainer. Disbelief out of stubbornness, disbelief out of denial, ungratefulness, disbelief out of arrogance and pride. Kafir, a farmer is also called Kafir. In a way, a Muslim can be a Kafir for Taghut. لا إكراه في الدين قد تبين الرشد من الغي فمن يكفر بالطاغوت ويؤمن بالله فقد استمسك بالعروة الوثقى لانفصام لها والله سميع عليم Chapter 2 verse 256 Let there be no compulsion in religion Truth stands out clear from error Whoever rejects طاغوت and believes in Allah has grasped the most trustworthy handhold that never breaks and Allah hears and knows all things. Was Umar ibn al-Khattab, think, was Umar ibn al-Khattab not a kafir and then he accepted Islam? Think, he was enemy of Islam, the Prophet peace be upon him. Did the Prophet condemn him? He was enemy of Islam and the Prophet sallallahu did the Prophet condemn him or did he pray for him? Think, was Khalid ibn Walid not kafir before accepting Islam? As a kafir, he fought the battle of Uhud against Muslims and killed many people. But when he became Muslim, he got the title Saifullah, the sword of Allah. Were they rejected because they were kafirs? Who are non-Muslims? All humans, single origin, whether Muslims or non-Muslims. يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسُ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ نَفْسٍ وَاحِدَةٍ وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً Chapter 4 verse 1 O humankind, 
be conscious of your guardian Lord who created you from a single soul who created you from a single soul and out of it created its mate and from the two spread multitude of men and women who are non-Muslims chapter 17 verse 70 verily we have conferred dignity on the children of Adam whether Muslims or non-Muslims Adam and Eve equals primal proto parents of Muslims and non-Muslims who are non-Muslims all humans all are humans honored dignified by Allah born to the same parents brothers and sisters all of humankind being children of the same parents stresses the need for consciousness of our common humanity the Quran has used the word brother إذ قال لهم أخوهم نوح ألا تتقون chapter 26 verse 106 when their brother Nuh said to them will you not fear God وإلى عاد أخاهم هودا chapter 7 verse 65 for the people of Ad we sent their brother Hud وإلى ثمود أخاهم صالحا chapter 7 verse 73 for the people of Thamud we sent their brother Salih وَفِرَعَوْنُ وَإِخْوَانُ لُوطَ Chapter 50, verse 13 And Ad and Pharaoh and Lot's brethren Who are non-Muslims? Levels of brotherhood slash sisterhood 1. Brothers, sisters in humanity 2. Brothers, sisters in faith 3. Brothers, sisters by blood Who are non-Muslims? Universal human brotherhood is God willed. كان الناس أمة واحدة فبعث الله النبيين مبشرين ومنذرين فبعث الله النبيين مبشرين ومنذرين وأنزل معهم الكتاب بالحق. Chapter 2 verse 213. Humankind was one single nation. And Allah sent messengers with the glad tidings of warnings, and with them He sent the book in truth. Who are non Muslims? Diversity among humans is natural and God willed. <laughs> Inna Allah alimun khabir Chapter 49 verse 13 O humankind We created you from a single pair Of a male and a, and a female And made you into nations and tribes That ye may know each other Not that you may despise each other Allah addresses the entire human race Not Muslims exclusively Who are non-Muslims? Diversity among humans is natural and God willed Chapter 5 he would have made you a single people 
but his plan is to test you through that he has given you so strive as in a race in all virtues who are non-muslims diversity among humans is natural and god will ولو شاء ربك لجعل الناس أمة واحدة ولا يزالون مختلفين إلا من رحم ربك ولذلك خلقهم chapter 11 verses 118 and 119 <coughs> if thy lord had sold he could have made mankind one people but that is not what he wants so they will continue to differ except those on whom your Lord has bestowed his mercy, and for this did he create them. Freedom of moral choice that leads to divergent views is God's will. Who are non-Muslims? Brothers, sisters in humanity, but ignorant of the message of truth and peace. Think, how will they get the message if we do not communicate with them? Who are non-Muslims? They are ignorant of the creator of all, Allah, the benefactor of humanity, Muhammad, peace be upon him, the guidance for our lives, the Quran, worlds, Al-Alameen, universal, humankind, and Nas. Allah, not God of Muslims alone, he is God of non-Muslims too. Lord, he is the Lord of the worlds, Rabbul Alameen, chapter 1, verse 2, and he is the Lord of humankind, Rabbun Nas, chapter 114, verse 1. Muhammad, وسلم, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, not a prophet for Muslims alone. He is sent for non-Muslims too. He is sent as a mercy to the worlds. Rahmatan lil'alameen, chapter 21, verse 107. We have not sent you except to the entire humankind. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا كَافَّةً لِلنَّاسِ Chapter 34, verse 28. Al-Qur'an not meant for Muslims alone. It is the guidance for non-Muslims too. In huwa illa dhikrun lil'alameen. Chapter 12, verse 104. Reminder to the world. It is a reminder to the world. And it is a guidance for humankind. Shahru Ramadan alladhi unzila fihi al-Qur'an hudan lil-nas. Chapter 2, verse 185. The purpose of the Qur'an alif lam ra كتاب أنزلناه إليك لتخرج الناس من الظلمات إلى النور إلى صراط العزيز الحميد Chapter 14 verse 1 Lam Ra This is a book which we have revealed to you in order that you might bring forth humankind out of the depths of darkness out of the depths uh, of darkness out of the depths of darkness into light to the way of him, the exalted in power, worthy of all praise. Even Muslims raised up for non-Muslims. Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat nas. Chapter 3, verse 110. You are the best community raised up for humankind. وَكَذَلِكَ جَعَلْنَاكُمْ أُمَّةً وَسَطًا لِتَكُونُوا شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ Chapter 2, verse 143. And thus we made you a justly balanced community so that you might be witness before humankind. So you might be witnesses before humankind. <clears throat> Who are non-Muslims? It is their right to know about the truth and indeed our responsibility to communicate with them. Who are non-Muslims? 
from Hadai's perspective, non-Muslims are not yet Muslims, potential Muslims. Islam beyond five pillars. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu dukhulu fissilmi kaafah O ye who believe, enter into Islam wholeheartedly, completely. Chapter 2, verse 208. Simply a reminder. Verily reminding benefits the believers. Chapter 51, verse 55. The five pillars approach in introducing Islam to non-Muslims. The word pillars may confuse the person. Why pillars? Why five? The source of the five pillars, the famous hadith Jibreel, Islam is based on five pillars. One, shahada. Two, five daily prayers. Three, fasting during Ramadan. Four, zakat. Five, hajj. The backbone of the religion, the obligatory actions which are required of every Muslim, the most important Muslim practices. Why are these called pillars? The five pillars, shahada, believe that the only purpose of life is to serve and obey God. And this is achieved through the teachings and practices of the last Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, Salah, a direct link with the creator of the universe meant to create in us God consciousness and to keep us away from evil actions. Zakah, wealth is a trust given to humans by God. The word Zakah means both purification and growth. Our possessions are purified by setting aside a proportion, a, a proportion or a portion for those in need and for the society in general. Fasting, a spiritual drill that creates a constant awareness that God is watching over us. Hajj, a training course in spiritual enrichment, comprehensively covering all the above. So what to do? So what do we do? So what do we do? We adhere to the five pillars of Islam. The focus remains mainly on the five pillars to the extent that we get unmindful of our other duties and obligations. Do you know when did Jibreel teach this the result lack of proper understanding of what Islam is we think about Islam mainly in terms of practices in Islam a good Muslim may not behave like a good human being we do find good human beings but not religious why our Islam is by chance a tradition not by choice like that of Sahaba and the following generations we keep ourselves busy with the rituals focusing only on what to do how to do it we get unmindful of why to do it, uh, the aims, the objectives, the purpose, the meaning behind. Our mindset, we understand Islam like any other religion, certain beliefs, certain rituals and practices. Certain beliefs, if you are Muslim, you have to believe. Certain rituals, practices, by observing the rituals, we regard ourselves religious. Religion, the general definition of religion, the ritualistic or spiritualistic aspect of life, a system of faith, beliefs, and worship, sacred practices usually focused upon some supernatural ruling power, God or gods. Activities in life, one, religious, spiritual, sacred, sublime, two, secular, materialistic, worldly, mundane. Uh, the religious, spiritual, sacred, uh, uh, sublime intended mainly for the next life. The uh, secular directed towards the present life. The Islamic concept, religious and secular, the two aspects of life represent the two sides of the same coin. I.e. each aspect is inseparable from the other. Each and every activity in life is related to Allah, responds to Allah's guidance and therefore meaningful, purposeful and sacred. 
the Islamic term is Deen. Chapter 3, verse 19. The religion in the sight of Allah is Islam. Submission to His will. Uh, deen has a wider and comprehensive meaning than in the English usage. Can be translated as, can be better translated as a way of life. Islam is a complete way of life. 24 by 7, uh, 375 days. Think, if Islam is a way of life for the whole humanity, then how can it be confined to five pillars? It has a complete structure. The pillars are meant to support the structure. Allah's command, وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ بِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا إِمَّا يَبْلُغَنَّ عِنْدَكَ الْكِبَرَ أَحَدُهُمَا وَكِلَاهُمَا فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍّ وَلَا تَنَارُمَا وَقُلْ لَهُمَا قَوْلًا كَرِيمًا Chapter 17, verse 23 Your Lord has ordained that you worship none but Him, but him and that you be kind to your parents. In this single verse, the first commandment, worship none but Allah. Note, what is the next commandment? Be kind to your parents. Think, does such an important commandment appear in the five pillars? There are other examples of Allah's commands or commandments too, which do not appear in the five pillars. Example, وَعَبُدُوا اللَّهَ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا وَبِذُوا الْقُرْبَى وَبِذِي الْقُرْبَى وَالْيَتَامَى وَالْمَسَاكِينِ وَالْجَارِ ذِي الْقُرْبَى وَالْجَارِ الْجُنُبِ وَالصَّاحِبِ بِالْجَنْبِ وَابْنِ السَّبِيلِ وَمَا مَلَكَتْ أَيْمَانُكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ مَنْ كَانَ مُخْتَالًا فَقُورًا Chapter 4, verse 36 Serve Allah and join not any partners with Him and do good to parents, kinsfolk, orphans, those in need, neighbors who are near, neighbors who are strangers, the companion by your side, the wayfarer you meet, and what your right hands possess, for Allah loves not the arrogant, the vain glorious. Important prophets' teachings do not appear in five pillars, like one of you will not be a believer until he loves for his Muslim brothers and sisters what he loves for himself. He is not a believer, the one that goes to his bed with a full stomach while his neighbor has nothing to eat. The Muslim is the one that people are safe from his tongue and his hands. Speaking a good word is charity, smiling is charity. Look at these pictures about the pillars of Islam. What does this picture tell us? Can we live in a place with only pillars? What does this picture tell us? This is a house, beautiful house that is livable and attractive. Islam means submission to the will of Allah. Allah has willed that we fulfill the rights of all those with whom we interact, fulfilling these rights amounts to performing good deeds. Structure of Islam Islam is a way of life fulfilling the rights of all those with whom and with which one interacts. So the rights of Allah, faith and worship, the rights of humans, social interaction, the rights of creatures, environmental care, the rights of self-personal development and personal care. Structure of Islam, rights of Allah, humans, uh, creatures, self, Allah, inwards aspects, faith, iman, sincerity, ikhlas, God consciousness, taqwa, uh, complete trust, tawakkul, outward aspects, this were the inwards aspects, the outward aspects, prayer, salah, supplication, dua, dhikr, istighfar, charity, zakah, sadaqah, fasting, saum, pilgrimage, hajj, humans, the rights of humans, parents, relatives, neighbors, Muslims, non-Muslims. 
creatures, rights of creatures, animals, plants, inanimates. The rights of self, inner self, morals, manners, shunning evil inclinations, cultivating good conduct, outer self, cleanliness, hygiene, proper dress, proper food and drinks, acquiring knowledge, education, earning livelihood. Conclusion Relate Islam to humanity. Islam stands for human values. Islam fulfills the purpose and meaning of a human existence. End of part two. Alhamdulillah.